the moment. This is the moment that matters. This is a moment that means something. Yes. Because as I ended our last Secret Invasion episode review um, by saying, you know, the first episode is always good. First impressions have all been strong. Have all been strong. And then you take somewhere after that. And the real colors show. Yeah, somewhere after that, Marvel shits the bed, and I don't know, I don't know what's going on. So this this will be the episode to find out what side of that we're on. Mm. Is there Dookie in the bed sheets? <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, I've my, never my like, mind, unt- You start talking about Dookie in bed sheets, and we're on a movie podcast, and with the reason <laughs> ever heard Johnny Depp controversy. My mind oh my God. went there. <laughs> you know, I've never, until just now, until just now, I have never used the word dookie to describe fecal matter. Yeah. Okay. That was the first. That was the, that was the first. <laughs> 30 years old. It was the first time I've, I've used dookie. You haven't lived uh, until you've used the word dookie. <laughs> until you, well, just, you know, or just, yeah. Yeah. Hello and welcome to the Movie Men podcast. <laughs> the B team? <laughs> the off the rails team. <laughs> the number uh, two my name team. Is, <laughs> my name is Brady. I'm Carl. <laughs> and uh, that may be the last time I say that after I go into like witness protection after after this conversation we've just had. Uh, but we're here. We're back. We're talking about Secret Invasion again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And again and again until it's done. Just going to keep talking about it. Yeah. Just going to keep six talking episodes. about it. Yeah. 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 We might even do six episodes on those six episodes. Ooh. Like one episode each. Not like, you know. Oh. Welcome back I to. Was, I thought you were saying we we're going to do six episodes and then we do six episodes about the episodes we did. Yeah, yeah, our what, own episodes. Oh God, episodeception. <laughs> that would be episodes. an interesting podcast. <laughs> I wouldn't even know. You'd be like, "Hi, and welcome back." I don't even. Uh, I lost track of what we're talking about today. Uh, I'm located at this address. Please send help. <laughs> like, I, it would become. I don't know. I wouldn't want to do that. Become totally anarchy. Total anarchy. Uh, okay, so have you have you risen risen to the the challenge? No, I don't. Are you have aware notes. of the challenge and and have you riven ri- riven to it? No, I don't have notes because we're recording no, episode notes. one and episode two in the same day. That yeah, don't just uh, oh, yeah, little right. insight. Sometimes yeah. we do that, yeah, oh. yeah. and we're not wearing any <laughs> pants. Um, okay, so. If what? What? fine, then you <laughs> then then do what you did before. Get get. I mean, Wait. there's so many different like whoosie what's it's right. Look at yeah. the synopsis. <clears throat> do you want me to help? Uh, okay, you know what? Is, I'm gonna you, I'm gonna read a synopsis. I, I remember no, I remember this episode. Yep. But I watched this episode on mm-hmm. Wednesday night. Yep. And then I got up on Monday or on Thursday. And I spent all day out in the hot sun yep. with very little Drinking. water and no sunscreen until yep. like four o'clock, yep. five o'clock. Yep. I, yep. I, I, I remember this episode. Like I remember like the real standouts, but I don't honestly like some of the, I, I wish I had notes because I only remember the, like the standout moments of this episode. 
Well, I wish you had notes too. That's yeah. kind of the that's kind of what this whole conversation has actually been. Is how much I <laughs> wish you had notes. Um, do you have notes? Okay, let let, let me. Um, no, <laughs> where are your I notes? Wish Why I, do I, I have to be taking notes? Why don't you take notes? Because you are smarter than me. Damn straight. Don't you forget it. <laughs> uh, okay, so secret invasion. Episode two. Episode two. Mm, this one's blood. called Promise. Recap. No, Secret City? What in the <laughs> gobsmacked? <laughs> what the hell just happened? Doesn't Okay, doesn't this one start out with Don Cheadle in front of con- uh, some kind of group of foreign delegates? Uh, Don Cheeto? Sorry. Yeah, Rody? Uh, which, okay, while you're looking this up. We forgot to mention he was in the first episode. Yeah, br- very briefly, talking to the president, yeah. Um, I still count. I mean, that's, okay. yeah, no no big deal. Last it's episode, just, he's just talking seen, to the president. We seen Nick Fury get off a spaceship, uh-huh. and he's uh-huh. like limping and rubbing his knees like he's old, which he is, and he's been through, yeah. through the ringer. people bounce back. In the same episode, we see Don Cheadle watch, walking beside the president without missing a step or limping, and this dude is paralyzed from the waist down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I can't... What? How is... How does Nick Fury not have this same technology available to him? Mm-hmm. He's been living on a space station for how long? Like... <laughs> yeah. I don't get yeah. it. Uh, I'm trying to find a synopsis here that d- does not have like it's just it's just everybody's it's uh, everybody's opinion. On on top of that, how is how is anybody in the MCU in a wheelchair if that technology is out there? Well, it was Tony's technology, right? And Tony's dead. But but that doesn't mean mm. I feel like Tony would have made it available to a like that kind of technology available to a broader audience or a broader mm. group of people. Yeah, I mean yeah. Yeah. Okay, here. All right. I mean this has got opinions, but I'm just gonna leave the opinions out. Uh this episode begins in nineteen ninety five with oh, a recap right, flashback of how Fury first encountered the Skrulls, met Talos, <clears throat> and promised to find the aliens their own home. Yeah, this I, it was a cool scene. Yeah. A cool scene. And powerful that he had this like I mean, the line, which they reference again later in this episode, but if you keep your word, I'll keep mine. Yeah, they reference it a few times. I imagine that will be a line that comes up a number of times in this show. Yeah. And they kept their word, and he didn't. And so that's, that's. I mean, there's your meat and potatoes, right? That's the point of this. That's the point. It's the whole point. Uh, the show then cuts to Brixton, London in 1997, where Fury is building his network of Skrull agents. A female Skrull named Vara introduces Fury to a young Gravik, a Skrull child whose parents were killed by the Kree. 
Escaping from behind enemy lines, Gravik piloted a ship on his own and made it to Earth. Vera thinks he could be a good fit for their network and asks Fury to talk to him. Fury forms a bond with Gravik, bringing him into the fold. So it's a little, you know, they have history. Yeah, little flashback. Um, yeah, and in that same scene, Talos vouches for Fury and his honorable uhness and words and stuff. Yes. So it says um, later, Talos addresses the Skrulls, reiterating his faith in Fury, and Fury in turn promises the the Skrulls that in change for their help, uh, working as his spies, he and Carol Danvers. Uh, we'll find them a new home. And the squirrels agree and wholeheartedly join him. Yeah. All hands and on it's deck. A big happy moment. You help us. We're going to help you. Everything's going to be good. We're totally not just looking out for ourselves and using you as as resources. Dum, dum, dum. Okay. What? Speculating here. Do no. you think, yep. do you really no. think, like, Nick Fury is obviously using them as a tool in his espionage toolkit. Yeah, but but do you think he he's he really has um, intent? Like, he's true to his word. Like you hear, like I think it could go either way. I think I think at one point in history maybe even before 1995, Nick Fury would, yes, I, I, I do. Um, but I also think that, like, Nick Fury, the job and the pressures of, of keeping the world safe have... Are bigger and more important than any friendship or whatever. Like, I don't know. This is the same Nick Fury that 10, 12, no, what would it be? 15 years later, after he makes this promise to the Skrulls, um, is kind of not back end dealing, but is like, you know, they've got all this Tesseract powered weapons and technology and what that maybe they're not planning on using maybe they are planning on using whatever but it's it's every contingency needs to be exhausted nick fury right right we need to we need to be one step ahead of everything even if it's morally questionable or like whatever it is and so i don't know if he right. wasn't true to his word he must have expected backlash yeah. Well, so, like, I guess my question is more based on like, uh, do you think he was, he was searching for a planet for them as adamantly as he kind of seems in this opening? Oh, I'm not sure he ever checked once. No, I mean, uh, because well, I don't know that it. like, I think yeah. he had every intent, maybe had every intent of helping out. But like I don't know what it like even by the time 2012 comes, and the attack on New York, yeah, right. The first time the Chitari army comes, Nick Fury knows Dick about space, 
right? So, uh, you know, he, so I'm he like, knows, he knows some, but not he knows like, some outside but not of like, what the the scrawl. He knows nothing compared to the scrawl in Carol Danvers, right? And so I don't think it's until like I don't know at what point this changes, but like I don't think even prior to 2012, I don't think Nick Fury's in a position to like he's looking promise. for planets in well yeah. he's looking for planets well in what way how what is he well, doing he's not yeah, going off world obviously that's that's kind of where i've landed with this like he doesn't know he where to look for habitable planets for the scroll or even how he's what do you- I, this promise leans entirely on carol danvers keeping up yeah. his end of the promise and yes. him using right. the scrolls in his tool as tools in his toolkit. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't think he ever intended he he hoped like and had no issue with them finding a new home. I think partially because he didn't want them on Earth, but as long as they're on Earth, a way to keep them peaceful is to have them working with you. Yeah. And secretly. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know that he ever had the thought of like, well, I think he I was think aware he, that there was he nothing did. he could really I think, do. I think his intentions were honorable and that he did. No, I think, I think he, just he didn't outsource intend to lift the a job finger to Carol. Yes. I don't think he intended to lift a finger in the process of them no. finding a new world simply on the merits of what the hell is he going to do? Yeah. But that's, that's, he's like, yeah. I, and I don't think that's, I, I'm not looking at him negatively for this. No, no, character, no, no, no. Because he's like, He's upper management. He delegates. Yeah. He doesn't he doesn't get his hands dirty unless craps really hit the fan. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Right. So he's he's delegating that work to people who are capable of doing it, which is good leadership. Yes. Yep. But yeah, um, he, in terms of him as an individual, he's he's not looking. <laughs> back he's, in he's the definitely present got day. somebody looking for them. Back in yeah. the present present day, Gravik and Gaia, Talos's daughter, leave the site of their terrorist attack. The Skrull Brogan, pretending to be an American, is arrested by the Russians uh, just as Talos manages to get Fury away. Yeah, and we we don't know it's Talos till he gets in the vehicle. And yeah. this is the Skrull. The Skrull that gets captured is the Skrull that we. We're introduced to him last season, last episode. He's the one that kind of goes through the, um, what would you call it? The 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 state the the the. I'm I'm a loss for words here. The the order of sequences to become a soldier for the. Oh, okay, yeah the the procedure the The procedures um, yeah so. Like he he takes this guy's mind and he the trials uh, yeah, so to speak whatever yeah yeah um, um yeah the initiation process or the, 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 the yeah. there it is yeah that's a good word for it yeah um after the <clears throat> opening credits the super controversial opening credits that we've already yeah, talked about in the last episode them. I skipped over them. I watched the I watched the opening credits for the first episode and then I never watched them again <laughs> oh really I watched I what ones do I skip over. It has to be like obnoxiously long or very uninteresting for me to skip over. Yeah. Mm. 
or like a 20 minute show that I'm going to watch in rapid succession. <gasps> That's something I didn't bring up last time. Can we take a moment and appreciate adult length episodes? Oh, the, yeah, the, the 40 minute, 40 big, big episodes, but 50, yeah. like 52 minute episode, big boy yeah. pants episodes. Yeah. No more of this, like, it's 27 minutes for the Mandalorian this week. Take a note, Okay, Mando. but last week it was like an hour. Well, yeah, but 27 minutes is all we need. It's all we need for this week's story. Not connected to nothing, so it's not really, it doesn't need to be progressed or nothing. It's just 27 minutes of some images on your screen. Yeah, John Favreau, yeah. Like, I'm just so stupid. Uh, after the opening credits, we find ourselves on a train from Moscow to yeah. Warsaw, where Russian soldiers are looking for Nick Fury. They knock on a compartment and ask the woman inside whether she's seen him. But she laughs and says that this is, was really funny to me. Laughs yeah. and says that they're more likely to find an alien on the train <laughs> rather than a black American. And this was funny for me, like, in different levels. But initially, because of the nature of the show, <clears throat> like, when she first says that, it's kind of funny because you're like... I'm assuming someone in this conversation is an alien. I don't know who it is. <laughs> yeah. It's layered. Right? Yeah, it's a good there's, joke. There's irony somewhere. I just don't know where the irony is yet, but I know it's ironic. Yeah. Um, the soldiers the, leave, and, and the woman turns into Talos. Can I say, this is a scene I do remember <laughs> yep. very vividly. I good. loved this scene between it's these so two. so good. It's so Lish, good. Like, yeah. They're because both just get hot. chewing on the scenery and in this conversation. It was so yep. good. Um, the soldiers leave and the woman turns into Talos with Fury coming out of the bathroom. As they talk, Fury reminisces about his childhood. This There have been several moments in this where in the last episode and in this episode, and this is one of those episodes, or this is one of those moments where Fury is reminiscing about his childhood, telling Talos how he would ride on the train from Alabama to Detroit with his mother and referencing a game they used to play called Tell Me Something I Don't Know. There are several moments where I don't see Nick Fury. I see Samuel L. Jackson. Mm. Just like this, like, really like it like has shredded the or okay i shouldn't say that i see nicholas fury i don't see commander fury and it so it's a it it is a good thing where where he's shredded or or gotten rid of dropped this like i'm the man in charge very strategic <clears throat> tactical military jargon you know mm. blah 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 and he's just talking about you know like i, I feel like the accent the accent comes on a little thicker yeah he's kind of when he's talking about here. his mama in alabama on the train <laughs> and it like and it's tell just me something i don't know <laughs> yeah tell me something i don't know it's it's so good <clears throat> It is so good. And these conversations remind me of a movie that uh, called The Sunset Limited that is um, Samuel L. Jackson and Tommy Lee Jones. And the entire movie is just the two. It's an hour and a half long movie sitting at a kitchen table talking, having a conversation. 
the whole 90 minutes. They don't go anywhere else. And and it, it reminds me of that. It's just this like Southern kind of way of talking, like comfort food and like, you know, cooking with a rutabaga and like all this. And it just, yeah, it, uh, I really, really like those moments from Nick Fury. Really like those moments. Yeah. Um, one time, Fury's mother asked him to tell her something she didn't know about him and a girl called Susie. That's so good. Whom he was seeing at the time. She obviously, he obviously lied to her, but just the fact that he'd lied was enough to tell her everything she needed to know. It's another scene along the lines of Fury's story about his grandfather in Captain America Winter Soldier, which is a nice touch for the fans. Yeah, it, it it's that, it's those lines, those mannerisms of like, you know, you know, this is what I said to her, but that was enough for mama to know everything she needed to know about me and Susie. <laughs> like it just like, yeah. it's oh, it's so good. I could watch, I could watch an hour of Nick Fury just telling stories about his childhood with his mama. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. I don't know. It's so good. Uh, Fury talks, er, Fury asks Talos about the destruction of Skrullos. Do you want to play? <laughs> the Skrull homeworld. And Talos shares how they were under attack and how once he realized they couldn't win, the million Skrulls who left fled for their lives. Fury then asks about the Skrulls that fled and Talos admits, yeah, see, it's giving over something this, here, which is this, good. Is yeah. this like... The, yeah, because he invites Talos to play this game with him. Yeah. And then he asks Talos, tell me something I don't know about the Skrulls yeah. that fled. That's very and interesting. And Talos but- tells him what you just said. And he's like, no, 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 no. The game is tell me something I don't know. Yeah, the name of the game tell is me tell something me something I don't I know don't about know. the Skrulls that fled. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and yeah. And then yeah. we get with the big reveal. Yeah. Um, Fury then asks about the Skrulls who fled, and Talos admits that they are on Earth, all one million of them. A lot of them, yeah. This shocks Fury, who says that Talos lied to him. I mean, it does it shock him. It was also weird to me because it was like, this is what Fury's fishing for, isn't it? Because he's clearly fishing. I don't think, I don't think he knew, knew that there's that many, like, I don't think, I I think he's sh- genuinely shocked. He knew there were some, he, just not a million. I think, no, I, I don't think he thought any new scrolls were there except for what was So then what was he there. fishing for? He he knew he that Talos was something. hiding something from him about uh, the scrolls. Okay. Like maybe these scrolls were like he just doesn't know what he needs confirmation. Right. So like instead of speculating and and making assumptions like oh maybe some of the scrolls that fled that are here are ex military and they don't like the way I've been doing things. Right. Okay. Right? Instead of making speculations, he's he's he wants the truth so, yeah. so that he can form a solid plan. Okay, I I track with it that, now. That's what I that's what I got from that. Uh, but Talos agrees that his people argues. Talos argues that his people were being hunted across the universe. Yeah, and I was like, you know, Talos is like, what do you want me to do? Leave him to die or bring him here? Like, I kind of felt like I did the only thing I could do, and I was like, yeah, yeah. 
I see that. Uh, I mean, I what else was he supposed to do? Right? Do you agree or do you disagree? Uh yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. Um uh, summoning them to the earth was the only way to keep them safe. Talos hopes that with Fury's help, humans and Skrulls could coexist on Earth, but Fury doesn't think that's even remotely possible. Humans can't coexist with each other, says Fury, making it clear that there is no room for Skrulls on Earth. He orders Talos to get off of the train, and the Skrull does so. Leaving Fury to deal with the enormity of what he's learned. And he is, we do, we get this great, like, oh my God moment <laughs> from like, like he just does not know what to do. He he, he really, really yeah. well, portrays uh, in over his head. We also like, they skip over the great line from Fury here where it's like, he, Talos is like, like. I think this is your stop. Tal- no, no, before that, where oh, okay. Talos is like trying to say like, I thought we could coexist. He's like, uh, we yeah. haven't been able to coexist for since ever. What made yeah, you think we can- could coexist with each other ourselves and you? <laughs> yeah, humans can't coexist with each other. What makes you think? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was so good. Um, in London, Maria Hill's mother Elizabeth collects her daughter's casket, and the former director of Shield is given a full military send off. Elizabeth meets Fury there, and he tells her that Maria died because someone was trying to hurt him. Angry that he's the reason Maria is dead, Elizabeth asks Fury to make sure her daughter didn't die for nothing. This is another great scene. Mm-hmm. Really great scene. Yeah. And it really, like, one of the hard hitting things about this is like, this is probably. A, a thing that happens very frequently with like soldiers who are who do covert missions yeah and cut and and die right like the parents literally get that kind of news from them yeah well and it was like and she says it so perfectly right she's like i'm i've been told that that my family my daughter is owed a debt of gratitude is is no facts and people lying to is that what my debt gets me like she just yeah. like she knows everyone's giving her a bureaucratic bullshit answer just no one will give her these, any details these, yeah these um okay the european the European Union heads of state and the UK prime minister call an emergency security summit in london which rody attends as a representative of the United States, the other nations question Rody and Fury about Hill's presence. Uh, oh, sorry, question Rody about Fury and Hill's presence at the site of the terror attack oh, in Moscow. Hang on, hang on. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta pause here. Okay. Because, like, so I, I'm following along with your breakdown on. Uh-huh. Disney Plus, just kind of fast jumping through the scenes, clicking through oh, the, the bar. And they sweet. skipped over. They skipped over okay. a really important scene here. Okay. What did they skip over? The the Skrull uh, Council meeting. Oh. I skipped over that. That's my fault. 
It's my fault. Oh. I'll go back up. Yeah, a series scroll- of news yeah. clips illustrate the fallout of the Skrull's <laughs> terrorist attack. There we go. Over 2,000 people yeah. have been killed and suspected, and the suspect in custody has been identified as an American. The Prime Minister of the UK has condemned the attack, and the NATO Secretary General claims they are gathering intelligence about the bombing. Russia looks poised to declare war with the US, but American authorities insist that they have no involvement. Gaia drives Gravik to a meeting of the Skrull Council. On the way, she asks him how he knew Fury would show up. Gravik didn't know for sure, but he hoped he would. He makes it clear that he doesn't think Fury will be a threat, saying that he could have killed him right then and there if he wanted to. At the council meeting, Gravik goes into uh, goes in without Gaia, giving her a gun and telling her to shoot the guard <laughs> if he isn't back in an hour. That was a, a really funny scene. So it's so good. As Gravik enters the meeting, both the prime minister and the secretary general are revealed to be scrolls and members of the council, yeah. including you know who you know who turns out to be a scroll. Christopher McDonald. Christopher freaking McDonald. <laughs> I knew it. I knew that guy was a Skrull. <laughs> For years. I knew it. That, that, every, that ever, ever since smarmy Flubber. grin he always has. Yeah, ever every since time Flubber. He's portraying anybody. Yeah. Man, it's so good. It's so good to see Shooter McGavin, man. It's yeah. like, good for you. Good for you that he's still like in stuff. Because I think he had like some health problems or substance issues or whatever. But no, that's that's sick. Um, the Skrull Council, led by a Skrull called Shirley, don't call me Shirley, makes it clear that they want to punish Gravik. The young Skrull leader, on the other hand, argues that they were abandoned by Fury and the humans. He sees no way forward except a war, one that they will win. The Secretary General asks him what he will do if the Avengers return. Nice little wink, wink, nod, nod. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Gravik says he's thought of that already, asking the council to put their faith in him. The prime minister is revealed to be working with Gravik and turns the council over to his side, naming him general and giving him complete unchecked power. Shirley refuses to submit to Gravik, but he allows her to go free, appearing impressed by her principles. Shirley mm-hmm. leaves the meeting and calls Talos, letting him know that Gravik's new about Gravik's new promotion. <clears throat> Talos asks Shirley to set up a meeting between him and Gravik in a public place to talk about Gaia. You think she's dead? Do you think she's going to die? I do. Yeah. Yeah. At New Skrullos, like which is up. so stupid. New Skrull, we've already got New Asgard. Like, I, I thought that the whole New Skrullos naming protocol thing was a little lazy but whatever um the rebellion celebrates gravik's elevation but gaia notices gravik telling pagon played by killian scott something she follows pagon to a secret lab where two scientists are working with mysterious dna samples to make some sort of machine from the conversation between Pagon and one of them, Dr. Rosa Dalton, we find out that Gravik and Pagon are looking for something called the Harvest, 
which the scientists need for their work. So far, they've been unsuccessful. I mean, this is the big question moving forward, right? Obviously, uh, they're setting up what the big, I don't know if this will be the MacGuffin, I don't know if that's what you'd call it, but like the issue at hand, what the threat really is. Right. Did you have any um, insights in thoughts into what this was before the, they get to the end of this episode? Well, I think they're trying to clone, clone Palpatine. I think that this is like the early stages of, of you know, I, what else could it be? It blew harvest. Maybe it's just Talos cloning himself. Right? They're, they're know, after the harvest. Erratic. They're after the blue harvest, which is right. code name for Star Wars back in the... No, I have no idea what the hell this is. Yeah, so I immediately... And spoiler, this is kind of kind of confirmed near the end that they're they're trying to create super scrolls or the super scroll. Uh, so in the comics, there's a scroll called the super called Super Scroll, and mm-hmm. he has all the powers and abilities of the Fantastic Four. Uh, okay, um, but it also in Secret Evasion a number of the scrolls were able to take on the powers of the hero that they were um, um, pretending to be. Right. So I think it's going to be either they're going to make the super scroll mm-hmm. character or, or they're going to just be able to give scrolls powers of superheroes. Which nobody benefits from. No. I mean... <laughs> Is a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's that's the at the end of this episode alludes it to being one of those two things, and that's what I mm-hmm. thought when I was seeing this whole scene. I was like, "Oh, that would be so cool." It would be. It's a big story to like, tell. Sup- I don't think it'll be sup- the the Super Scroll character because we haven't even met the fantastic four yet outside of Reed Richards in a different universe completely. Mm-hmm. So it, I think it's going to be the, that they're going to be giving individual powers to individual scrolls. Does it, but does it feel like a big story to tell in such a short number of episodes? Um, I mean, the scroll can be an ongoing threat. Which <laughs> works in comics, but to some degree, but like the MCU is already so flooded with mat- big threats that we're going to have to look out for. Yes. Right? Like we've got an, in- we have an incoming incursion. We have the, the Kang dynasty. Uh, we've got, you know, like we've, <laughs> There's probably two or three other ones there that I can't remember right now. That they've set a whole bunch of um, things in motion. Uh, it's, uh, it would see it would be silly to set another one, but yeah, they're de- they're definitely going that way. I don't know how it's going to pan out in the end, but yeah. Okay, uh, makes it clear the the scroll council. Rody at the thing. Now we're back to where you jump to earlier uh yes okay um european union heads and blah 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 they want to know what the hell what the hell he insists 
Rhodey insists that while he is aware of the allegations that Fury and Hill were there, if they actually were in Moscow, it would have been as private citizens. He also tells them that the U.S. is sensitive to their concerns. The president um, doesn't... Uh, where am I here? The president doesn't care about what they have to say unless they can bring up some credible evidence that the U.S. was involved in the attack. After the summit, Rhodey gets a call from Fury and agrees to meet him for a drink. <clears throat> they meet up at the tavern, and Fury admits to Rhodey that he was trying to stop the attack, which does nothing to calm Rhodey down. Fury yeah. then divulges the Skrull threat. Rhodey suggests calling in the Avengers. Because that would flip and make sense. But Fury insists that that would be too dangerous. If the Skrulls could duplicate the Avengers and their powers, that would be game over for humanity. Finally, an explanation in a show that makes very logical sense as to why we're dealing with a global threat on a small scale. Yeah. I yeah. really like also, that. Also, the, the way, the back and forth of how Nick unveils that they are, uh, Skrull is, the Skrulls are the threat. And then Rhodey's just like, yeah, I knew. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Cause, cause, uh, yeah, Nick starts alluding to some like global secret threat. Like, what if, how well do you know your your bodyguards? How mm -hmm. you know? I was like, are you talking about Hydra? And he's like, yeah, but if Hydra could shape shift and take any form they wanted, and <laughs> oh, Brody's just like, oh, you're talking about Skrulls? Yeah, I was briefed on those a couple of years back. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, what? Would be real bad for Fury wants to fight this war on his own, but Rhodey but wants Rhodey to back him up, which the former Avenger refuses to do. Rhodey then fires Fury. That's a hell of a moment. However, finally showing himself to still be the old spy master we know and love, Fury tells Rhodey, I'm Nick Fury. Even when I'm out, I'm in. Mm -hmm. So good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so good. The way he disarms the guard. The yeah. like secret service agent or whatever he is, and like, yeah. effortlessly, <laughs> so good. Uh, while Fury comes to terms with being an agent of nothing, Sonia Fallsworth. Oh, this is my favorite scene of this. this favorite, so, so good. good. <laughs> Sonia Fallsworth visits the place where the Russians are questioning the captured Skrull ter terrorist. She takes over sending the Russians out of the room and starts her interrogation by cutting off a finger to check whether the prisoner is a Skrull or not. Man, it's her demeanor is what makes it so great. Yeah, like this kind of calm, uh, polite. Very posh. Uh, uh, but, prop, proper British. <laughs> let's be done with this soon so that I'm not late for tea. Like, yeah. it's just very, like, oh, it's so good. <laughs> Matt, it's so matter so of good. fact. <laughs> um, back at New Skrellos, Gaia looks up to Rosa Dalton on, looks up, 
Rosa Dalton on the computer, finding a list of DNA samples. The scrawls have collected from all sorts of people and creatures, ranging from Groot okay, to something call called Obsidian yeah. of the call Black Obsidian, Order. Obsidian, Frost Beast, Groot. That's what we see. Two Iron Man's Extremis tre- technology. Really? A little call, yeah, a little call back to Iron Man 3. Where you missed that? that? Let me... I'm look. I'm, I'm at the scene. Hang on. I want to see that. Because I, I missed that watching it the first time through. Mm-hmm. Um, she is interrupted by Gravik, but she hides what she's doing. Uh, but she hides what she's doing. They have a conversation, and he talks about he initially thought Gaia might have been a spy for Talos, but when she uh, back when she first joined him. He then reveals that they oh, found yeah. Brogan's location and takes her with him to go free the captured rebel. Meanwhile, Brogan does the usual posturing, refusing to reveal anything to Sonya, but she injects him with a chemical that causes his blood to boil. Ugh. I'm sorry, but can you imagine? <sighs> it's pretty brutal. The, the excruciating pain is more than enough to loosen Brogan's tongue. Yeah, no shit. Oh, While the man. scrawl prisoner doesn't know where Gravik is, he does drop a detail about the machine they're building, saying he thinks it will make the scrawls stronger. She asks who uh, she asks who's helping them, and after some more pain, Brogan confesses that it's a married couple named Dalton. Which you know, it tracks with the whole Rosa Dalton thing. Yeah. Gaia and Gravik, along with Pagan and Beto, Beto uh, make it to Brogan's location. Gravik and Pago, Pagan, jeez, friggin', <laughs> friggin' Skrullian names, man. Yeah. And Pagan go in, leaving Gaia and Beto in the car and kill all the Russians standing guard. Gaia leaves Beto saying she's going to go around back and check on things. Gravik and Pagon rescue Brogan, but Sonya escapes through a secret hatch. So good. She's <laughs> like, and um, where is the escape hatch? Yeah, right at the beginning. And he's like, uh, from there, but why? Oh, just a, call it a hunch. Yeah, she, know, she knows what's going to come in. Yeah. She knows Jinx hasn't got long. And then he's like, he points to it, and she's like, oh, lovely, okay. Um, Make yourself scarce. <laughs> she's just, oh, I love it. It's out, so good. Out you go. Uh, Brogan lies and says, he said nothing. Gravik notices the escape hatch Sonya used. After driving away, the Skrulls find the police waiting for them at their safe house. We can probably assume that uh, that's the call Gaia was making. Yeah. 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 yeah Gravik is making some kind of call. Gravik has them drive out of the woods where Pagan executes Brogan. In the final moments of the episode, Fury heads to a storage facility where he picks up a vehicle and drives it out into the countryside. We are then shown a house where a female scrawl is working in the kitchen. Fury walks in and meets the scrawl, now in human form, played by Charlene Wood- Woodard, she asks him, aren't you forgetting something? And Fury steps out of the kitchen, returning with a wedding ring, which he then puts on his finger before kissing her. What? And that, my friends, is how we're introduced to Priscilla Fury. 
Which raises all kinds of questions. Nick Fury's wife and possibly a Skrull agent. But well, the big question is, whose side is she on? Yes. That's the question. Yes. Is, is she for Fury? Like, did, does Fury know? Does First of all, does Fury know she's a Skrull? Yeah. Second like, of we, all, yeah. it's possible that he does. Um, well, he's been working with them long enough that he been working potentially with could he have fell in love one. with one. Yep, sure. But we don't know. And I think what the scene is, because she turns human before he walks in, I think what the scene is implying is that he doesn't know. But maybe, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, whose side is she on? Yeah. That's, that's. Yeah, I would agree. The scene implies he doesn't know. And then yeah. I would, and I would assume that she's potentially working for, for, um, Gravik. Gravik. Oh man. I want to see Nick Fury die. I don't want to see him get his heart broken though. This is so good. It's so good. And it like, my heart is melting for him. Hearing him talk about his childhood, seeing him put a wedding ring on and his wife, and give her a kiss. Like, it would just like, ah, Nick Fury, you wonderful bastard. Yeah. So good. Carl, is this episode a win or a fail for you? Yes. Big win. Yeah. It yeah. just builds yeah. on everything that made the first one amazing. Mm-hmm. So good. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. And what do you think? Uh, You know, I was, I started out and i was like you know i like every first episode kind of have to see where it goes from here uh this is twice as good as the first episode (laughs) yeah the train ride the interrogation the interaction with roadie oh this may be my second favorite mcu disney plus show right now it has it's in the running to be the second favorite what's the first right now Oh, WandaVision. Okay. I think yeah, this, this, this so we're only two second episodes flawless. in, but this is this is definitely easily fast becoming my favorite. Yeah. For me, Wanda WandaVision was just so flawless, right? Like Yeah. So well done. If if the rest of this season, they've got four more episodes to not yep. screw it up. Mm-hmm. If they can if they can maintain the this this level of entertainment through the next four episodes it will be hands down one of the best marvel things to come out of marvel in a long time in a long time but no but with the exception of guardians three yes but but having seen guardians three again just last night it is epic as it is somebody still needed to die yes yeah also i think i was too hard on it being uh, cut it like remember how I was saying how it, like it didn't let me sit with some of the heavy moments. Yeah, I think I was too hard on it. I think it did 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 uh, navigated that a lot better than I my first impression. I kind of thought that too because I that wasn't a gripe that I had with it, so I didn't yeah. track with. But yeah, okay, yeah. cool. So you've come and around after coming off some of the other stuff like Love and Thunder and stuff. I think I was a little. 
more um not skeptical ready to judge it on that merit yeah judgmental i was more judgmental in that kind of aspect because guardians has kind of got that same kind of tone yeah but needs uh, that balance on a second watching it is it is a little bit better i think cool than my initial impression but it still needs yeah somebody still needed to die and i i uh, I am confident now that I would have killed um, Gamora, not Gamora, um, Nebula, when she was yes. trying to steer the ship. Yeah, that was that was I the think, moment. I think Nebula. That was, that was the time, and James Gunn just yeah. missed that beat because, and yeah. and ultimately, like her death wouldn't have changed the end of the the show, right? Because really, what does she go on to do? I don't know. She, she runs nowhere. What? What? <laughs> Why? Yeah. Her her reason is she wants to run nowhere to give people a home she never had. Yeah, which but, I mean, is, is Drax nice. is pretty much doing that. Like he's he's being the father to all those kids and like, yeah, I don't know. It just seems like a real big misstep. Anyway, but this mm-hmm. this show did like killing um, off. Um, Oh shoot! What's her name? Mine's not on Nick Maria Hill. Maria Hill killing off Maria Hill in that first episode. Like, yeah, that's that's sets the stage and so didn't, well and, for and didn't bring with. her back in this episode. No, she she stayed dead. Yeah. So, anyway. all right. Well, thank you for listening. Make sure you check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our Patreon page, little as a buck a month, you can support the show and get some fun, wicked, awesome, flipping, friggin' just, just like, yeah, some nice perks in return. And um, and merch, we have a merch page. Yeah, Brady's gonna put a speedo up on there. So get your yeah. speedo. It's uh, it's swim season. As soon as you as as soon as you send it to me, man, I, I can't sell your used speedos if you're not <laughs> going to send them to me. That's how that works. That's how You're that selling works. You what? I thought we were going to make new ones. <laughs> oh no! I no no. There's no value in there's no value in a used one, or there's no value in a new one. Well, <laughs> it's not, used it's is where the value in. comes from. Yeah, exactly. Right? You know, you got to get it and then it doesn't fit right cuz it hasn't been stretched out and like <laughs> No, no. No, no. Used used speedos only. 